Even if you're a long way down your journey of managing ADHD, this time of year something happens and it's not just you. It's time to rebuild some lost structures and we have a squirrel of the week that might make you think. All that and more right now. Hi, I'm David. Maybe something about my story will sound familiar to you. I was a business owner working in marketing who had somehow managed to make it all the way to my 40s before I discovered that the thing that was torpedoing my world was ADHD. So I went on a quest. I was looking for a coach and I found the amazing Dana Rayburn. I saw such dramatic results that I thought more people need a dose of Dana in their lives. And the Kick Some ADHD podcast was born. Okay, Dana, I got my tool belt and my hammer. Uh, what else do I need? Well, you need your brain, David. You need your brain. <laughs> Fresh out of luck there. <laughs> did you go to the brain store before we got on? I didn't know. I think my membership expired. <laughs> <laughs> it got lost. I've had a lot of caffeine and I've had Vivance though. So does that count? Yes, that counts. Okay. That counts. All right. Why does David need his tool belt, dear listener? Because today we're talking about rebuilding lost structures. This is very. Uh, this is a very Florida thing to do this time of year. Unfortunately, thankfully, thankfully, we did not hit get hit by the recent hurricane. At least not here directly where I am. A lot of people did. It's unfortunate. But rebuilding lost structures yeah. is not. You're not talking about physical structures. <laughs> no, uh, no, we're talking about those structures that keep ADHD in line. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they get eroded away by life. Yes, and especially I find. After summer, for mm. some reason, they just absolutely erode away. Is this I mean, is this common for people who don't have school age children too? It just seems like yeah. Is it okay? Because yeah, it's it seems like it's worse for people with school age children because they've. Well, wait a second. I'm thinking that, that about this as I'm talking. It may seem worse for people with school age children, but they have a marker that says, okay, it's time to get life back in gear again oh, because the kids go back to school. Fair enough. And those of us who no longer have school age children, it's we're just sort of floating around like endless summer and uh, surfing along with the endless summer. I'm dating myself there. and And it is just harder to realize what's going on it is and labor day doesn't mean what it used to in terms of the marker you know that we passed we, yeah you can still ago. wear white shoes after labor day. exactly yeah and it's i mean school <laughs> starts at such random times for people anyway so like those those with school-aged children eh, labor day doesn't really matter anymore right yeah it's all over the map all over the country i, I realize with all the people i work with so yeah and that is a whole different conversation anyway summer's ending the weather's still nice and this is a big transition this is something i've been focusing on myself or i've realized i have to focus on myself and also a lot of my clients my private clients are dealing with this and that's why i thought huh Maybe that's what we ought to talk about this week. Maybe you, dear listener, who are not a client of Dana, not in the ADHD Success Club, maybe you're also having this struggle. So this is timely. Yeah. And I um, I know this is going to play later in September. However, you may still be struggling with this by then if you haven't paid attention to it. So 
Well, yeah, that, that sort of like lack of a demarcation point means, yeah, September, October, who knows, you know? <laughs> who knows? But who knows? this happens to me seasonally in times that are not summer, though. Like, I, I've noticed in my life there are weird timing things that happen that recur where a certain time of year something happens and boom, I find myself having to like, wait a minute, these five things are out of whack again. How did this happen? Do you know what that is? Can you connect it to anything else? Is it? holiday i know the yeah. the winter break christmas break is no, another time there are other things that happen and i don't actually uh I, I, I would have to stop and think about it but i've noticed this i think for me there's something like february march that's weird that happens hmm. seems to happen seasonally and again I, I don't have an explanation for it at the moment i might hmm. later but not now yeah maybe you'll think about it as we go along yeah and i was going to bring that up and i didn't because this may not just be a summer thing i know there are different times of the year that we have to realize, oh, our structures are falling off and we need to bring it back. But summer is a particularly um, dangerous time for this. Yeah, and it's common. I mean, it hits all of us at yeah. some level, right? Yeah, yeah. And and why was happening? Well, summer, even if you don't have kids, it tends to be more relaxed. You're hanging out up. You're up later hanging out with friends, you know, just I think a lot of us just go into that. Oh, it's summer. I don't have to work as much. There's vacations. There's a lot of things that go on during the summer. Exactly. Exactly. And I didn't have a vacation, nor did my, well, I did change Aww. jobs. So I guess there, that was part of what threw me off right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a, that would be a big, big thing. One. I'm sorry yeah. you didn't have a vacation. I had bunches. Good for you. And either way. Um, so what happens is our habits just kind of go by the wayside. Mm -hmm. And the habits and these structures are so important for managing our ADHD. Gosh, it's so true. It's so true. I don't realize how much I rely on them until some of them get knocked out of the way. And then it's like, well, crap. <laughs> yeah. And then it's not always easy to bring them back. Right. Right. Yeah. Why aren't things as easy to fix as they are to erode, Dana? <laughs> That is a very good question, David. And if I knew that, I'd be, I don't know. Yeah, I, I get it. Okay, sorry. I'm, 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 maybe I'm back I now. Do, My maybe I kind of knew that, do know that, but we'll talk about it and see oh, if we can figure okay. it out. I'm going to stop whining about it either way. Okay. Yeah, Qu quit your whining. Okay. Quit your whining. Um, so this is my front burner focus for myself for this month. Okay. And you may need it to be yours, is bringing them structures back, rebuilding our lost structures. Definitely. Because a lot of us worked really hard last year. You know, we entered summer with more routines, more structures, more habits, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they were still kind of messy. Things weren't working perfectly, but they never will be. But we were making progress. And now maybe you realize, poof, all that's just blown by the wayside. Yeah, I guess this kind of circles back to the conversation we had recently too, not long ago about being feeling like we were broken, right? Because like this is one thing that could contribute to you feeling like you're broken when all of your oh, yeah. your structures are out of the way and you're sort of drifting. Then yeah, yeah that can be very discouraging. Yeah. So what happens? For and this is I'm a lot of this is about about me because isn't it all about me? Usually. Um <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no. You can't throw -am, me a soft pitch like that and ask me not to swing. <laughs> right? uh, but it may you might find find this also. So notice what if what I'm saying resonates for you. Okay. So we forget we even had the habit. We forget they had the structure, and that's our our um, weird dance with time 
with time is it's a now, not now. Oh, we forget we had that. Or there's a greater rebuilding resistance to rebuilding it. For me, my toddler brain really steps in hard. Mm. It's the Mino Wanas. Mino wanna get out of bed. Mino wanna meditate. Mino wanna exercise. Mino wanna plan my day. Or Mino me wanna sleep and play. You know, it's just okay. So it's a toddler brain is in full on action mode. Definitely. Yeah. And I've been thinking about this for a a couple of weeks, kind of, but not really, and noticing, but thinking, oh, I'll do it later. You know, I don't want to. And and so now I realize, no, I got to get back on track. Good deal. Yeah. What about you? I had a come to Jesus moment this week with some, with a project or thing in my life that I'd been struggling to sort of get motivation for, you know, it's one of those things that's like, eh, and it was a little toddler brain, a little just tired or whatever, out of the habit of those, some of those habits, like you, like you said, but I had a beautiful moment where something happened followed by a second thing that caused the same project to both, you know, be on my radar from two different directions all at once. And it was like, I, it was amazing, Dana, what happened. I noticed there was a little surge of adrenaline that comes along with like, wow, deadline approaching kind of, mm-hmm. it was similar to that. That wasn't what it was, but it was kind of similar. But all of a sudden, like I had clarity and knew what to do next and how to go about it. Like it was just, it was interesting. And I wish it was one of those moments. I know we talk about ways to sort of create those moments and whatnot, but I had that happen and it was very much a, a similar moment to the one you described where it's like, okay, I got to, I got to get back at this in a meaningful way, you know, with structure. So was, so I'm hearing it was more than the proverbial poo hit the fan and you realized you were in trouble. It was actually things happened to get you to focus and get you to have clarity. It's true. It's true. There is going to be a poo fan moment in about 30 days if I don't, <laughs> you know, take it seriously. So it was kind of like it, it, it arrived on my time horizon suddenly and uh, but it was it's never been off my time horizon. It's one of these things that I just had emotional baggage, you know, and a and a negative emotional mental cycle around it. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. this 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 thing popping up twice in two different ways just allowed me to slice through that. Good. Yeah. I guess that's good. I guess yeah. I I didn't contr- I didn't I didn't make it happen, Dana. It happened to me. Yeah. So I was like, well, okay. Yeah. I'm grateful yeah, that it so- happened, but like. Ugh. We still want to be able to see if we can be more aware of it is what I'm hearing you say. You want to be more aware of it and see if you can can be more directive in making it happen. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't like being adrift and not in it, not feeling like I have some maybe maybe it's all illusion anyway. Right. But there's some sense of agency that I would prefer to have. <laughs> yeah. Well, of course, it's all an illusion anyway, but we can't live like that because we do have some control over it. And I think if part of the problem for you and for me is we've done so much work on our ADHD is that when we start to drift back into the structures, the habits, the systems eroding, that it it becomes, we're thinking, we're seeing, oh, here, this is a danger zone here. That's true. 
And it, and it also is one reason that I love the fact that you bring things back up cyclically sometimes and you remind us about, about things because like when you've done a lot of work, sometimes you forget the earlier steps or the intermediate steps that you took that got you to where, like building these structures, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, these structures take effort and, and energy, but it's been long enough ago that I built some of them that it's frustrating to think like, wow, okay, what do I have to do for these again? <laughs> and and one of the realities, David, that I've seen is that our structures do fade away. And yeah. we and we've talked about this before, that they will they will erode, they will vanish, and we don't notice it. And then sometimes it's harder to put them back than it was to build them in the first yes. place. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing that um I see and I don't I don't like and that's what we're seeing if we can make some uh, headway into that today. Dana, is it because the the work required is somehow more demanding to rebuild than to build or is it because there's maybe emotional stuff around it where it's like Bleh! I don't want to have to do this work again. Yeah, it's I to me it's more I don't I don't want to have to do it anymore. I'm tired of it. I don't want to do this. You know, I just, and we'll, we'll talk about okay. this as we go through the steps of how to rebuild the structures, but it's, and that's one thing we really need to notice is what in the heck's going on there. But sometimes it just there to me personally, there can be more resistance to rebuilding a structure that has faded than there was in the first place. Yeah. It, yeah. Internal resistance or maybe even external resistance. I don't know, but yeah. yeah. Okay. And and so what happens, David, is then if we totally let the structure go, then we're drifting back into this place where our ADHD is totally out of control and unmanaged. And so we've got to really, we've got to fight to be the people that we want to be sometimes. Yeah. And it's, you know, we don't necessarily want to do it. And then you're in the summer mode, the vacation mode, and it's just kind of, oh, I like floating around through life. Definitely. Structure. Right. Yeah. If only that would work. <laughs> So the first thing I want to do in our little steps here is take a look at the habits that have stuck. Let's give ourselves some some praise here because not everything has drifted away. At least for me, not everything has drifted away. Um, I'm st- I've been consistent in planning my day the whole way through, which is huge because the minute you don't plan your day, your day is sunk. I've been eating well. I've been eating extra and I've been drinking extra alcohol, but I've been eating basically well. And I've been getting to bed in my window. Good for you. So yeah. So those are things that have really stuck and that's good. What about you? What's stuck? So I have actually rebuilt the sort of exercise physical movement routine rather than lost it. So that's just weird timing because, but it happened to coincide with me starting a new job and being back to flying a desk every day. And anyway, the, the, so exercise is good. I'm lifting three, four times a week. That's been good. The uh, food side of the equation is pretty well still in, in place for me as well. So eating in, you know, as you said, in an ADHD friendly way, but that most, mostly, mostly that's all been pretty good. And I, and as you know, we've talked about it recently, I started a new medication here. So mm-hmm. that new medication habit has, um, has also helped. So I don't know some of these aren't actually habits, but like the medication thing is an interesting dynamic here as I think about well, like what's gone on lately. Yeah. Yeah. 
no, it's even if it's not a habit, it's it, it's important to look and see all the pieces um, in the of the equation. Exactly, and these are things that have not eroded, and they're they're in fact contributing to some stability right now. So I think they mm-hmm. kind of apply. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so then we look at all right, what habits structures did we have that have faded? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mine is getting out of bed. I. I'm sleeping better than I think I ever have in my life, which is lovely, and I just don't want to get out of bed. It's just it's it's cozy in there, and I get to just lie there and think and pretend like I don't have all this stuff I need to do. Meditation has sort of gone by the wayside, sort of not. Exercise is kind of by the wayside. I'm trying to bring it back, but not like I was before. Drinking water, I I started getting my my dehydration headaches again because I'm just not drinking enough water. Uh, I have not been respecting my work office hours at all. And I after work, I'm just, you know, flopping in the hammock or sitting down, reading a book and goofing off after work instead of that my code rule of don't sit down, do, do productive stuff first. So when we remember our 72 hour yes. looking at our, our so my 72 hours have really expanded i have a lot more than 72 hours right now of free time not working because i'm just goofing off no oh, and see. i need to have i need to reduce that hmm. to back to 72 hours again yeah for sure that makes sense so what's going on with you? What I, habits have faded? My bedtime habit has been all over the map. I still am getting up for the most part early because I mentioned previously working out, you know, some of that. That's all morning for me. So, but as a consequence, my sleep is just blech and it's it's not been good. So getting to bed in my window is is uh, is all over the map. I have also just, I don't know, neglected staying on top of household stuff you know, incoming mail and clutter and things are piling up in ways that does not make me happy right now. Um, and, and so those, that's a structure that I, mm, it was a weak one to begin with, but having it gone is not good. And then, um, I, I was in a better position a few months ago of making consistent progress on outside of work projects. Mm -hmm. And I have a lot of those right now, like a lot of them due to life mm-hmm. circumstances we've talked about or at least alluded to on this show. And it's, I just feel like for a few months, a lot of that stuff has just not made any progress at all. It's not, that's not actually true, but it, it my my consistent move, forward movement all the time. Uh, not been happening. Okay. So we got some markers there to bring back on. Definitely. Yeah. Do you bring a marker back on? I don't know. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> we can. This is Dana world. We can use words to mean whatever we want. Okay, so then, so that's, so the habits we have, the habits that have faded, and then we start to look deeper at what's the block, what's going on here. And it's more than I'm just a lazy slob who can never follow through on anything and do not do anything. I mean, that's not what we want. That's not what I'm looking for here. And I realized as I started to dig into this, it's complicated for me. There's a lot of things going on and the different structures that have faded may have a different thing that's happening. Mm. Right. Yeah. So it's not just one easy answer. There's There are different levels. Um, a lot of it is is my, is the 
procrastination conversations. The I don't want us, the I'll do it later. And another one I noticed this morning that I've been saying to myself, I am so ready to retire. It's like I have senioritis. I am so ready to retire. I don't have to get to work on time. I am so ready to retire. I don't have to do this, this, this. I get to do this instead, which is ridiculous because I can't retire. I'm not retiring yet. I can't retire yet. That's a few years off in the distance. And so why, you know, that's really not serving me. So what we do with the procrastination conversations, and I know we've talked about this before, David, is we notice them and then we readjust. Yeah. It's, it's, it's no, Dana, you know, do what you need to do. It's, we have these, we shift the conversation to something that's keeping us in action. Um, I'm too connected to my phone in the morning and there's some personal reasons and things going on with family and it's so it's it's had me staying more engaged with my phone than I like to be but it's not necessary and I really need to get back to that drop your phone because that's a you know quit the conversations quit the the huge texting things and just you know pay it get to work mm. do what you need to do to get to work mm. um a lot of my reminders have fallen by the wayside in the success club. When we talk about building routine routines, we talk about this pathway that you go from space to space to space to space that ends up where, you know, for me, it's at work and my pathway has just gotten really messy. It's like a flash flood came through and washed the pathway away. Um, and then one of the things that I also notice when I'm on vacation, I love to take afternoon naps and long naps and read. And if there's not nothing else going on, and I've been doing that, even though I'm supposed to be working. So those are things that I've noticed just make it so I'm not getting done what I need to do. Yeah. So it's a combination of things. What about you, David? I, Where are you? What's your block? Yeah, my, my, I, I do, I have, I'm in the grateful, gratitude, happy position. These words are spinning around. I don't know. The happy position of being able to point to an external thing that, that um, is a huge contributing factor. And I just am disclaiming now because I feel, I feel I should, I don't know why, but I feel I should disclaim. I am personally responsible for my life and for what happens. However, Wow, changing jobs, changing schedules, changing all of this like there's a whole new world of newness that has happened in the last few months. And that has been stressful. And it weighs on me and like just adapting and all all of that, you know, it it takes it consumes mental and emotional bandwidth. And so I have yes. to be real about that. As frustrating as frustrating as it is, I'd love to be invulnerable to it, right? Egg, may I interject something here, sir? You just did. Thank you. I'm going to interject Please continue. more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is you're being hard on yourself and not realistic to think that you should just be, should, there's our warning word, right? That you should just be able to push through and, and not be impacted by a huge transition. Changing jobs is huge. It's huge. And it's going to, it's going to shift things up. It's a pattern in my life though. I don't give proper credence to the idea that those things should impact me. <laughs> like I just, yeah. yeah. And you're right. They I do. am being, I'm very hard on myself about this stuff. 
Yeah. But you you know, think they shouldn't impact you, but they do. And that's why I would encourage you to look at transitions like this and, and, and thinking, oh, there be dragons shifting jobs, moving houses, whatever. Oh, there be dragons out there. And I need to be aware that things are going to be a little bit dicey for a while. Yeah. And that is, uh, it's, it's hard for me to do because I, I struggle with the idea that, look, this is my, my responsibility. If I don't do it, it doesn't happen. You know what I mean? Like the, there's a lot of that and voices from, you know, the past. Of course. You're of course lazy or, you know, or whatever, and you just got to suck it up. But, uh, but realistically speaking, this has had a huge impact. And I'm also, I am also, um, uh, I, I've. I've had a couple distractions, fun ones. Mm-hmm. Summer, yeah. Sure, let's go with summer. But those I have also not considered uh, strongly enough the impact that some of those have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. I mean, not good that you have those, but we've got to be very, very clear about exactly what's going on that's made our structures and our habits and our routines just fall by the wayside. It's true. Or get snarled. It's true. And noticing it, like you're, you're, you're having us do right now, finding mm-hmm. the, looking where to shine the flashlight. Okay, now I see it. Now I can name it. I can identify it and just have some awareness. That's a yeah. great place to start. And stepping back from that, well, I should be able to do all of this. No, you shouldn't. You've got ADHD, transitions are hard, and we don't notice, and things pull us off track really easily, and that's the name of the game. And if you expect it to be some other way, or, or you're hard about on it, hard on yourself about it because it's not some other way, you know what's that doing for you? Yeah, absolutely no positive thing at all is what it's doing nope. for me. But uh, and in fact, it drains me emotionally, which only makes being tired already worse. You know, I'm physically yeah. and emotionally and mentally just tired. Yeah. 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 Okay. So after we get really clear on what's the block and the block is more than I should be able to do this and I'm, you know, a lazy good for nothing. It's we start to strategize the solutions, realizing this is hard work, rebuilding structures the re part of the building is for a lot of us harder than just the first time building. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I, and it just is. Yeah. So that's something to be aware of. Yeah. Um, and what we just need to push against our ADHD and fight for the life we want to have. Yeah. Yeah. And realize this isn't easy. Because yeah. I know if this is hard for me, it's going to be harder for most of those of you listening because if it weren't difficult you wouldn't be listening i was i found myself earlier today in a conversation with someone whining about why can't i just fix something and have it stay fixed we've talked about this before on this podcast you know many times but this is this this is the same thing this is exactly Mm -hmm. the same thing it's like dang it and so yeah there's a wow i have to go back and rebuild this thing that i built once already yuck but okay, having yep. the awareness that yes, it does need to be rebuilt. Life will be better with this rebuilt, and I can't change the fact that it eroded. <laughs> so just dealing with reality. Yeah, and what's our favorite question? Who do you want to be? That's true. I mean, that's the one when I'm on. Uh, me, no want to exercise. Me, no want to drink water. Me, no. Yeah. Who do you want to be, Dana? Who do you want to be? You know. 
And what do I need to do to be that person? And what are the things that I had in place before that really helped? I had that reminder in the morning, drop the phone, drop the phone, and limiting the texting and calls to later in the day. Mm -hmm. Tightening my work start time, my button chair, 9 a.m. It's been that way for years and years and years. And suddenly I was thinking, oh, it can be later. No, it can't if you intend to get things done. Right. Um, and the things I don't want to do, but I need to do to keep my brain working its best, I have to step in easily. So for ex example, the exercise, I can't, I'm really, I'm resisting it right now. And I can't expect to go from, you know, walking along the lake, which was the exercise for on vacation, to getting back and doing my workout routine. I can't expect to go from zero to what I was doing before, right off the bat, I have to do just, okay, that's enough for today and tomorrow will get easier. Mm, that's good. That's good. And then my, my code, my after work code, don't sit down, do something productive first, you know, do some laundry or do some whatever that's going to keep the house going, moving forward, handle the mail, do whatever needs to happen. I need to put that reminder back in my phone, which I used to have. And then I stopped because I didn't need it anymore. That makes sense. Yeah. So those are just starting ones. So it's, it, what do you need to do and how will you remember it? Very good. Very what good. about you? Yeah. So for me, one of the steps that I've actually already taken, I took it earlier this week was to ask for some help. I reached out to a friend asking for some gentle accountability, and I have created some dedicated times in my calendar for making forward progress on some of these things that are outside the work, uh, outside of work kind of projects. Which were the this was the thing that like lit up earlier this week. I had clarity about right. So, but I recognized like that motivation that I had in the moment of clarity was not going to last. And I could wake up in three months having made no progress if I didn't take action. So that this was part of it, right? I asked for some help. And gratefully, I have a, a friend that came through and agreed to, to do exactly that for me. So that's good. Another thing that I have to do, you mentioned the 72 hours, and it is something that's been on my mind here recently. I don't have a current realistic picture of what does and does not fit in my 72 hours. I'm still trying to fit too much in there at the moment. There's a lot of just bleh time where I'm not being productive at all. Of course, we need rest and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's not. We don't expect you to be a robot. No, but we did talk about this pretty thoroughly mm -hmm. back when we visit, when we talked about the 72 hours. So that's something I need to go back to, you know, really thinking through again. And And I've got to make some intentional decisions, Dana, about what fits and what doesn't. Yeah. Those those decisions are not fun. We like to avoid those decisions. They require mental energy. They require clarity of thought. But they also require that we make value decisions about things. And I want it all to fit. So, you want it all to fit. Yeah. yeah. And that's, yeah. So excellent. So that leads me to the next one, which is that I've got to let go of some attitude and attitudes and some ideas that are just not working for me. <laughs> Very good. And that's true. I it's some of it is pure toddler brain, like you said earlier, but some of it is just like, actually, no, I still there's some idealistic bone in my body that's like, actually, we can make all this work. No, that idea just isn't serving you well. So it's not just about me being a whiner, uh, although that has happened some lately. It's also that there's actually a belief in there. 
It's got to go. Mm-hmm. It's it's not it's not real. It's not true. I can you can do it all. What with the what's the belief that I I can I can fit it all in? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because we've seen me in a crisis, I can fit it all in in a crisis. Right. I don't want to be the person living in a crisis all the time. So. Yeah, and if you're talking about your seventy-two hours, that's a lot of that's not crisis mode. That's what yeah. I mean. I and, and nor do yeah. I want it to become that way. So yeah. no, I don't. That's not who I, I. I'm no fun to be around if life is that way all the time. So so that's a big deal. Um, the other thing, I'm on a little break from yoga right now, but I'm going to get back into it. Uh, the break is partly because of the instructor availability and stuff. So I'm going to get back into that. But I'm also. Dana, I'm saying it here. I'm going to seriously begin a meditation practice. Okay. I have had some meditation practice, especially around yoga, and I've been aware of mindfulness principles and techniques for a long time. But I am realizing that I just have to take it seriously. This is not something that I am being well served by continuing to not take seriously. I'm glad to hear that because that is a game changer for many, many people, especially people with perfectionism, people who are hard on themselves, ADHD. I mean, there's, we've talked about it before and it's one of the, to me, one of the best life-changing things that I've ever done. So I'm glad to hear that, David. So then we step back and look at, okay, how do we how do we fit that in? And maybe we have an episode in the near future on that. If, I know we've talked about it before. Maybe it's time to revisit. Yeah, maybe so. I, I, I also just will add, in case anyone else has dealt with this, there's a background. I might, In my background is a lot of religious, mm-hmm, I'll call it trauma. I don't like the word, I don't like to use that word loosely, but there's a lot of stuff in my background. There was... There's some baggage around prayer, meditation, those some some of those habits and and ideas that I have had to give myself time to let go of. And so I'm now in a place where I think I can dive into meditation practice and not have all of the guilt and shame and other crap from time Good. gone by. Yeah, because that's the thing about meditation. There's so many different ways to do it. Exactly. And you can... I learned a new one today. Oh, cool. It's just, it's really cool. And, oh, okay. I like this one. Yeah. I hope you'll share it so, with us soon. Maybe on I that know. episode we're talking about. Maybe. If you're lucky. Okay. I'm, if we remember. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, the bottom line, we've got to fight to build the life we want to have. We've got to get really clear on what we need to do instead of keeping this really foggy idea. And when the structures have dropped, we need to eventually notice them and bring them back into place. And, it, you know, who is it that I want to be? And start to take action on it, even if you don't want to. With ADHD, we've all lived our lives for so many years just folding to the toddler brain and thinking, oh, I don't want to do that. I don't have to do that. And that is, that's not a recipe for success. It just isn't. And if you're here listening, dear, dear listener, you, you want something different than that. Um, you don't want to be at the mercy of your out-of-control brain. So think through the habits the structures that have dropped. Why? What's going on? What do I need to do to get it back on track and start bringing that into your 
front burner focus for the next few weeks and see what you can do to start rebuilding those structures that were helping you before. The Squirrel of the Week. Yeah, Dana. So my Squirrel of the Week is actually related to trauma. The word that I said a moment ago, I don't want to use without, well, I don't want to use it flippantly. Let's put it that way. I This book keeps coming up. I bought it in 2021, I think, read it. And I've been rereading it recently, and it just keeps coming. It's a lot like what you said, Dana, about today's topic. Like, it was coming up in conversation. This book just keeps coming up. I want to share it. It's called The Body Keeps the Score. I don't know if you've read this one, Dana. I don't remember. I haven't read it. It's been, it's on the list, and I know it's an important one to read or listen to. It's by Dr. Bessel van der Kolk. He starts the book talking about a Vietnam vet who entered his office when he was a young psychiatrist, like fresh out of med school in the 70s. And then the book walks you through several decades of his personal work, a lot of research. He's done a lot of pharmaceutical research. He was, for a long time, one of the leading researchers on antidepressants and antipsychotics and medications to help try to treat trauma. And at the end of the day, when you have real trauma and not just difficult life circumstances, but things that actually produce post-traumatic stress disorder, he's got a new, different take now on whether medication is even the right answer. And he talks a lot about the different types of therapies available. And so if you, dear listener, are someone who has been through abuse in your life, you've had relationship or other types of trauma of all kinds, you've witnessed terrible things in your life or had terrible things that have really, truly created a trauma response, he talks about the fact that your body is actually hanging on to memories and there are are things that you can do and it's it's both a uh, it's a deep book it's difficult at times to read it's it's shocking how many people in our lives actually have real trauma yeah affecting us and so it's not a this is not a fun happy squirrel it's a something worth maybe diving into if you're at all hearing something interesting in what i'm saying right now it's a very powerful yeah. book Good, David. Yeah, that's on my list. Actually, if I can build on our squirrel, um, I'm listening to a book called What Happened to You, and it's Oprah Winfrey and Bruce, Dr. Bruce D. Perry, and they're also looking at trauma mm. and what it does. But for this one, and I don't know if The Body Keeps the Score is um, goes into this, but they're also looking at infancy trauma, in utero trauma, and how that impacts a person's ability to to be able to deal with the things that happen later in their life, their resiliency. Interesting. I don't know that Dr. Vanderkolk mentions infancy particularly, but certainly all throughout the conscious years of yeah. one's life. Yeah. So it's a it's an interesting um, to me. It would kind of complete the picture because you always think, oh, little kids, you know, there's a they only remember stuff after a certain point. But what they're finding is no, something can happen early on, or a distant parent, or a distracted parent. Hello, and that can impact the child's ability to develop. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And a lot of us, we don't even remember the things that are impacting us <laughs> right at all right you know so these are things that and then we have triggers and stuff happens and you don't know why and 
it's well worth listening to. Good, good. I'm glad you built on that. It's a relevant conversation for a lot of us. And and it's mm-hmm. interesting, too, because we feel these responses emotionally and physically, sometimes very viscerally in our body. Oh, yeah. And especially with ADHD, that can feel a lot like anxiety or it can feel a lot like, you know, looming deadlines or other things that are ADHD related. And if this is layered in there somewhere, it can really snarl our efforts to try to get on track. Yeah. And they also talk about the things that we do to try try and calm the brain and quiet the brain, which is for a lot of people, drugs, alcohol, da, 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 da. And that's also can be a problem for ADHD. So I thought it, it's a there's an interesting connection there. And I'm glad you brought up The Body Keeps the Score because that's a, a classic that I've heard about for quite a while. Yeah, I had heard about it one too many times and I just bought it and, and listened <laughs> to it. And I, I used the audio book, but I also got the Kindle version and, and I, you know, I'm listening and reading and it's, it's just, it's really good. So dear listener, if you or someone you know or love has potentially dealt with trauma, then check out The Body Keeps the Score and What Happened to You. We have links to both of these in the show notes for today. Excellent. All right, David. Love it. Thank you, Dana. Good. Thank you. Thank you. So let's go out and rebuild our structures. That's what I will be focusing on for the next few weeks. What will you be focusing on, David? The same. Okay. So, dear, dear listener, go out, kick yourself some ADHD, and we'll talk to you next time. So what do you think? Is Kick Some ADHD making a difference in your life? If so, join the movement. Help Dana and me help more people. Just share Kick Some ADHD with your people and leave a rating and review in your podcast app. It does help us spread the word that living with ADHD doesn't have to be so hard. <laughs>